Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. Joining me, Abby Bonnell, on Feedback is Dr. Joseph Miner, Executive Director with the Utah Department of Health. Welcome back to the program, Doctor. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you very much, Abby. Well, you never have a slow day on the job, do you, Doctor? Quite, oh. quite a busy job, that one you landed. Uh, it is busy, I'm, but I enjoy it. There's always something new and uh, uh, interesting and uh, interacting with the public to help help each other, help us, help them, and them help us is, is good. Well, welcome back to the show because back to school is right here on the horizon. Some kids already going back. That means new shoes, school supplies, and of course, vaccinations. It's that time of year where we need to make sure that the kids are up to date. And I really kind of want to go through that process with you. Uh, you've tried to make it very easy. There are multiple locations where children can get these immunizations. Absolutely. Any of um, your private pediatric clinics or family medicine clinics usually will do immunizations. And then all of our local health departments uh, have offices in every county in the state where uh, individuals can just walk in and uh, receive their immunizations. You also have a program, the Utah Vaccine for Children program, and that's for children really who kind of fall between the cracks. They might not have health insurance that covers vaccination. So this really steps in and makes sure that they're covered if their family wants the vaccination. Absolutely. Um, Immunizations are covered one way or another for everyone, uh, either with your personal health insurance with uh, Medicaid insurance, or if someone's low income or they have health insurance that doesn't cover immunizations, they will be covered by Vaccine for Children, which does provide the immunizations at uh, no cost. There may be an administrative fee charged. Uh, it's, it's very small, like 10 or $15 per immunization, but the, uh, the cost of the vaccine itself is completely covered. Right, let's go back to something quite important here. You know, you have made this your life's work. Vaccinations, you have said, literally can eliminate, almost eradicate serious illness. But clearly there are many parents who have opted not to have their children vaccinated in the state of Utah, and they cite fears, side effects, adverse reactions. What's your response to that, doctor? Well... I can understand people not wanting to uh, do something that may, in one out of million chances, cause an injury to a child. Uh, But when you weigh the evidence, you may have one in a million chance that a serious complication will occur from immunizations, but one in 200 chances that if a child gets measles, for example, that you could have serious brain injury or death. So I mean, anyone uh, with any kind of reasonable sense would say, oh, 
I'm willing to take that one in a million chance or even less that you'll have a serious complication compared to one in 200 that my child will die from that one disease. And that's just one disease of the dozen or so diseases we're protecting people from with immunizations. That is called um, a fear of uh, bias against errors of commission. Mm. They would rather... Uh, take the risk in one in 200 that my child would die from the disease because nature did it to them mm. rather than the one in a million chance that the child may have a serious complication, extremely rarely even death, but that uh, one in a million, they would rather take a chance to blame uh, in one in 200 to blame nature for the death than one in a million, that it was something I did to the child. Mm. That's bias against an error of commission, something I did that might have hurt the child. I mean, it's irrational, but it, that's, that's the reason people have that fear, um, that it's, it doesn't make sense, but, but they think that way. So a child who isn't vaccinated, for instance, with, for measles or mumps, I mean, it, it can go like wildfire through a school and impact the, the children that have not been vaccinated. And I can tell you this from experience. I was brought up in England. Uh, it was a time when we didn't have vaccinations during that period. Uh, I, had, I had it all. I had measles. I had mumps. I remember all of it. And it was awful. It was a, just a horrible, nasty disease. And all of the kids in the entire school in Cheshire, in the school that I went to, the little primary school, they all went down with it. Oh, absolutely, and um, and that uh, when people have that history, a lot of people will say, "Well, all children get that, and we all survive, don't we? We're all just doing great with it, and we get natural immunity." Uh, but you know, nature is cruel. Uh, if you go through cemeteries of a uh, hundred years ago, you see many, many uh, tombstones, grave markers of Infants and children who have died from these vaccine-preventable diseases, it used to be extremely common that these uh, complications of death occurred from these vaccine-preventable diseases. Uh, A family could have eight children. They frequently had large children just to raise half of them because the others died of diphtheria or tetanus or whooping cough. Uh, just, Just a little over 50 years ago, whooping cough was one of the um, leading causes of death. Uh, It was in the top 15 causes of death here in Utah. Mm. Well, you had a case in recent times here, and this is just a a good example, I think, of exactly what can happen if you are exposed uh, to such a disease like measles. Uh, Two Utah County boys went on holiday to Disneyland. They came back with the disease. I don't know at that point if they were showing the rash or the symptoms, Uh, certainly mingled in the community for a short while before receiving hospital treatment, but came uh, came across paths in the public with a grocery store, I believe a movie theater, and church as well. So, of course, for health officials at that point, then you have to retrace all of those steps to see where they have come into contact with someone. I believe there were about 117 people who were put into uh, voluntary... um, They were isolated for a time. It was voluntary, to say the least, so it wouldn't spread if they had been exposed to measles. I think it cost the state and Utah County Health Department 
uh, over $115,000. That is absolutely correct. It's very expensive. And this was because and we kept it at that amount, which is an awfully lot of money, taxpayer dollars. Uh, we kept it at that amount because we were very successful. Those two, unim- that was an unimmunized family, went to Disneyland. When you're at a place where people, and nowadays people travel easily overseas to even third world countries, it's very easy, to, if you're unimmunized, to pick up these diseases. Well, anyway, they were, uh, this family was at Disneyland, and um, two of the children developed uh, measles. They were unimmunized. Uh, the fam- they got back home. Their uh, pediatrician called me on a Saturday and said, I have two cases of measles, and I'm old enough to know what measles is. And he was absolutely correct. Um, but there were a lot of unimmunized babies in the clinic uh, that day. Uh, and uh, we had to give gamma globulin to many uh, newborn babies in order to protect them from the very devastating complications you can get at that age when you're unimmunized as an infant. And uh, plus isolated, as you said, many uh, in order to keep them from uh, exposing unimmunized or individuals who have lost their immunity. If a child or even an adult has had chemotherapy for cancer, uh, even if uh, they know they've lost their immunity, they're susceptible to a very serious infection, and they may not know it. Uh, that cancer in a child may just be developing, like leukemia. They've lost their immunity. They don't know it. That child uh, being exposed to uh, another child with measles could die from that very easily. They've lost their immunity because of their cancer that hasn't even been started to re- uh, receive chemotherapy for. Exemptions. Uh, Under current state law, clearly there are exemptions. Uh, Whether it's religious or personal reasons, a parent can opt out of having their child vaccinated. Uh, That's correct. Um, And uh, almost all exemptions are due to personal reasons. They, They say, I just, I think I'm opposed to it, or I just feel like it might cause harm. That's that bias against an error of commission. So I choose not to immunize, um, or they have a lot of uh, bad information. So the, that's called a personal exemption. Almost all of our children, and it, statewide, it's about 5% of our children are in school or in uh, daycare, preschool, uh, with that exemption. Uh, certainly a medical exemption is a very uh, legitimate reason. If they are on chemotherapy, have leukemia, or some immune deficiency, or some reason like that, they should not receive the immunization. That's why the rest of us immunize our kids and get immunized to protect those kids. Um, and then there's the religious exemption. Uh, that, that's rare to have a need for a religious exemption. Uh, very few churches uh, actually have that as a, a tenant in their church. Uh, for some really strong advocates of no, avoiding immunizations, it's a religion to them, but it's not... <laughs> a uh, mm-hmm. a real religion, even right. though it's a religion to some people. So, Dr. Wright, we've got the kids ready to go. The bags are packed. They've got the new clothes. They've got the supplies. And what do you need? Let's start with the kindergarten age. What should you be doing to enroll your child with in vaccinations? Well, hopefully the uh, children uh, at birth, at two, at birth, and two, four, and six months, and a year of age, 
they've received their initial immunizations of the DTAP, diphtheria, tetanus, whooping cough, or pertussis, um, and then they've received the Hib meningitis vaccine at those ages. Uh, the polio vaccine is received um, uh, before a year of age, uh, uh, three in the series. And then they receive hepatitis A and hepatitis B vaccine. Um, and then pneumonia, a regular pneumonia vaccine. But when, so if they've received all those and they're ready to start kindergarten, they get boosters of, uh, of all of those. They get a second MMR immunization, measles, mumps, rubella. They'll get a, a DTAP booster, diphtheria, tetanus, whooping cough. And, um, and then the record will be checked and verified that they've had the previous immunizations as well. Okay. Now, we've got about just over three minutes left here. I want to touch upon Zika. It's on everybody's mind right now. Uh, Utah is not immune to it either. We've had at least eight confirmed cases. One of them stirred up the pot somewhat because it was a caretaker taking care of somebody who had tested positive and ended up dying. I'm not sure if the cause of death was from some other means rather than Zika, but uh, the second caretaker or the caretaker had actually contacted or contracted Zika. You had a team from the CDC who came out here. It caught their attention, didn't it? Yes. Utah uh, normally would not be considered a high-risk state for Zika. Uh, however, like I said earlier, with travel, you basically can be exposed to anything, and with travel so easy, uh, anything can occur here. With foreign travel, this one individual uh, got infected with Zika. Um, uh, the individual had some underlying health problems, but they were not that serious. But uh, he developed an overwhelming infection and died from it. A family member who helped care for him got infected from uh, somehow just caring for him. Mm. Uh, and uh, so those were two unique uh, things to the nation. Uh, so first Zika death within the continental United States uh, nationally. And it was the first uh, evidence that uh, a caretaker who probably didn't use very good precautions like you would in a healthcare setting actually got infected. Wow. So what's the advice to anybody listening right now? Should we be over-concerned? It's a very serious infection. Uh, if you do travel to the southern states, Florida is now exper experiencing it, but particularly to Central America, South America, uh, the, the uh, Caribbean islands, wear uh, long sleeve shirts, long pants, and um, use uh, DEET, uh, insect repellent, that's very, very important, especially if there's any uh, possibility of pregnancy or uh, being a partner of someone that would be pregnant. Well, great advice from Dr. Joseph Miner, Executive Director with the Utah Department of Health. Thank you so much, sir, for joining me here My on pleasure. Feedback. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thanks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.